Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Halan, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be taking uh, home buying a step further. We're going to talk about a strategy for those folks who want to get into real estate investing, and yet they're still first-time homebuyers. There is a way to buy your first investment as well as your first home in the first transaction that you've ever done. And so we're going to talk about a strategy of getting that done. I will say, you know, right out the gate that this is more more or less a strategy for maybe um, as a single individual, very young family, um, because the type of home that you're going to be purchasing in order to do this isn't going to be like your typical three bedroom or maybe even four bedroom house. Uh, we're going to be talking about a strategy of buying a multi-unit two to four units specifically um, as your first property. So the FHA program is really a loan program that has a low barrier of entry. A lot of first-time home buyers use FHA because the credit requirements aren't as high. You only need a 580 credit score, and they even make some exceptions to that. If you have a lower, if your credit score is lower than 580, you just have to come in with more down payment. But at a 580 credit score or above, you're going to come in with just three and a half percent down on an FHA program. Also, they make it easier for, you know, your debt to income ratios. So you can have a little more debt, you know, a little more of the the car payments or the student loans and things of that nature, um, because you have a little bit more wiggle room with the FHA than you do with a conventional loan. So we're going to talk about using the FHA loan program specifically to buy a duplex, triplex, or fourplex. So this is more of an advanced strategy. Again, this isn't for everybody, but I do want to let you know that this is available for those who want to get into real estate investing. You want to become an investor down the road, and this is a good chance for you to get in right out the gate. So the first thing you have to understand is that when you buy a home, FHA looks at a single family home as anything between one to four units. That's considered a single family home. So FHA will give you a loan for that. You won't have to use a FHA multifamily loan, which is five units or more. And you won't have to use a commercial loan, which is typically five units or more um, as well, because those will have higher interest rates. If you have to use a multifamily or commercial loan, you have a higher interest rate. Again, credit requirements may be a little more strict. And so it won't be as easy to qualify. So if you stay under you know, just keeping it at the four units or less, you can still use the traditional FHA loan program and you can do that to start investing and kind of get in the game early. So again, three and a half percent down is your requirement no matter the size of the home. So to give you an idea of, you know, how FHA will kind of calculate what you can buy, they have FHA loan limits for every county. Every county has an FHA loan limit that is updated every single year. And so it'll tell you this is the maximum you can take out as a loan. Mind you, you can always buy a property higher, but put more down in order to meet that loan limit. 
Um, but that would be the loan limit for you. So case in point right now, um, as we're in April of 2022 in San Diego, you can actually get a fourplex for about 1.65 um, as their highest loan limit. So 1.65 would be the highest, uh, actually 1.69, I'm sorry, um, would be around the ballpark of your highest loan limit for a fourplex here in San Diego County. Again, you should look it up in, in your county, wherever you live. Reach out to us if you need to understand what are the loan limits in your area, and we'll be you know glad to give you that information. Um, but just keep that in mind that as you move up in the size of the home, the loan limit moves up as well. So you may be saying, well, how can I qualify for 1.69 when I'm, I'm barely struggling to, to qualify for maybe seven or 800,000? The difference is you can actually utilize the income from the other units, from the other renters um, as your income. So you can't use all of it. You can't say, well, hey, everybody's paying $3,000 a month, so that's $9,000 in income. It doesn't quite work that way. Obviously, FHA you know, takes notice of, hey, sometimes people don't pay their, their rent on time. Sometimes you have vacancies. you know. And so what they're going to do is they're going to actually take 75% of the income earned and use that as your income. So it will help you to qualify. There are situations um, where you can actually buy a fourplex and the other three units make enough money that they actually pay for your unit. So you would be living basically mortgage-free as your tenants pay their rents every month. Um, so it is a great strategy to use. Obviously, you need to be um, with a qualified and skilled real estate agent who's going to help you to find a cash flowing fourplex or triplex or duplex. Um, again, the goal would be to get to a point where you don't have a mortgage payment, where your tenants are paying your mortgage, but that doesn't happen for every property. So you really need to understand the property, understand the cash flows, understand insurance and things of that nature as well. But again, you can move into one of the units and you have to live in the property. So FHA requires it. it is an owner occupied property. They're not going to uh, help you buy an investment where all four units are rented out and you're living somewhere else. It has to be owner occupied. And so that was why I said, hey, you know, maybe this is more for a, a younger buyer or a small family, because traditionally, if you're getting into a fourplex those typically only have about two bedrooms, maybe three bedrooms in some units, um, but you're not going to get the big four-bedroom, two-bath, 1,600-square-foot place. You're going to be living in a smaller place, and it may be temporary. You know, you may only have to live there for a year or two years, and then you can go and purchase another property. You can use the equity that you've built in that uh, fourplex. So there is a strategy there. If you're looking to get into investing and you're a first-time home buyer. Again, you can qualify for more and use the income from the other renters as the offset for your debt to income ratios. And again, it's still the same credit requirements. It's still the 580. So you have an opportunity there. As I mentioned, yes, you do have to make sure that you live in the property. Another requirement that they have is that you're going to have to have some money put away. I know sometimes folks who buy FHA traditionally, um, you know, because FHA allows you to use like a gift from family. So you may, you know, get a gift from a family member to pay for your down payment or pay your closing costs. But with this type of loan on a two to four unit, they will be looking to see that you have what are called reserves. So reserves in your bank, you're going to need to have at least three months of whatever that 
new mortgage payment is. So let's say you bought, you know, the 1.69 fourplex. And let's say your payments are $7,000 a month. Um, you know, obviously, you're, it's not going to include the rents that you're taking in, but the payment altogether is about seven grand. What they're going to look for is at least three months. So they're going to look for at least $21,000 to be sitting in your bank and seasoned. So it needs to be there for at least two two months so that you can provide pay stubs. Some some lenders, it might be uh, more than two months, but you got to have it and you got to be able to show that you have the reserves there just in case anything were to happen. They want you to buy the property. Obviously, it's a smart investment, but they want to make sure you don't get, you know, over, you know, where you're spending a lot of money or things come up and then all of a sudden you can't afford to pay your mortgage. Again, the bank is only concerned that you can make your payments. Um, so that's something to consider. You will have to have some money in the bank. Another thing to consider, this is kind of a hot topic right now, um, especially in Southern California is, you know, well, hey, I want to buy it. I want to Airbnb the place. You know, I, I want to get into Airbnb investments. Well, they are cracking down on Airbnb a lot more. Um, it depends on where you're at and what the city, county regulations are. Um, you may have to have a permit. You may only have uh, be able to use one unit as an Airbnb and on a traditional investment. But in this scenario, FHA, if there, if you are um, borrowing on FHA loan for a two to four unit, you will not be allowed to use it as Airbnb. So it will have to be long-term tenants that are in place. And that's something to consider. Again, when you're out looking for this type of property and you're out with an agent, you know, you want to make sure that the tenants that are in place are on leases, are on at least the month to month, and they're not Airbnb um, they're not being used as Airbnb because you will not be allowed to do that. So that is something to consider. Remember, as a first-time home buyer, if you've never owned a property, this is one strategy. There are many strategies. This is one. Um, you know, I know a lot of folks who you know buy with another first-time home buyer, and they can buy a bigger property. They can buy a duplex and, and split it up that way. But again, this is just if you're the solo investor and you want to get into real estate investing and it's your very first property, this is an opportunity for you to buy a two to four unit that you can eventually down the road um, rent out all the units and then move somewhere else. So it's a temporary investment as to, you know, hey, I might have to live in a smaller place than I wanted to, but at least I'm, you know, getting into the investment. I'm, I'm cash flowing a property. And again, the goal would be to not have a mortgage. That'd be even better. When you're a first time home buyer, remember, especially with FHA, it is if you've never owned a property, but also if you haven't owned a home in three years. So if you owned a home five years ago and you haven't owned since, maybe you've been renting, maybe you've been traveling, whatever the case may be, um, you can, you're actually considered a first time home buyer again. So you may have some experience in home ownership. You may have some experience in maybe even investing. Um, and for one reason or another, you haven't owned a property in three years. Well, now you're a first-time homebuyer again. So that is something to consider when you're using, you know, FHA financing. Take advantage of the low barrier of entry, you know, uh, low credit score, uh, debt-to-income ratios that are a little more forgiving, you know, and um, also you can get gifted funds even on these two to four units. But remember, you will have to have some reserves in the bank uh, to make sure that you're, you're stable when you do buy this type of investment. I hope you got some great information from today. I'm sure there's going to be questions. Feel free to reach out. You can always uh, DM us on our social media on Instagram. We're at homeowner prep. Um, definitely reach out. If you don't have a current lender that you're working with who does these types of FHA loans, 
Or if you need a real estate agent in your area, uh, we can connect you with a real estate professional that can help you find these types of properties that make sense for you. But I hope you got some great information and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.